This is uh, Chris and Reggie with our first episode, patron-exclusive. Comics Talk is what we're calling it right now. This is going to be, we're going to do our best to do two of these a month. Mm -hmm. And these are sort of off-the-cuff discussions uh, that Chris and I have usually before recording. (laughs) These types of discussions. Um, But, you know, we're going to share them uh, with you guys, with our our patrons, as thanks for supporting us. Uh, And it's going to deal with... Our opinions, you know, somewhat of, yeah. of of things in comics and the industry, and you know, even things in the past, whatever it is that we're talking about, you're actually going to hear our honest opinions on subjects. Which, Chris, we don't usually add those to the comic cosmic treadmill. That's yeah, you know, we keep those as commentary free as possible. A little think. bit of editorializing, yeah. it, it's it turns here and there, <laughs> chuckling at the comic, but we're always very, you know, uh, we try to be very even handed about creators and you know, certainly to present to the facts as we see them or get them, you know, but uh, this will be more of, you know, what we think about things. So in this first episode, decided to tackle something uh, kind of misunderstood, pervasive in the industry, variant covers mm-hmm. uh, that have been around maybe longer than some people think, but maybe not as long as others think. So uh, what is a variant cover? This would be any comic book that has more than one cover for the same printing. Uh, that would be the main or a cover. Uh, any others would be variants, and that those can go... Deep. Uh, oh, yeah. Star Wars 1 had like 100 variants or something crazy like this. Well over that, yeah. Well over that. So, you yeah. know, you, usually you see like A, B, C, D tops, but it, it can go. It can go as, as far as you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, first ever comic book variant was John Byrne's Man of Steel number one. That was July, September 1986 cover date. That had one cover depicting a fully full body Clark changing into Superman next to an image of his ship escaping the exploding planet Krypton, but the other one, which is probably more better known, is a close-up of Clark exposing the S on his costume that takes up the whole cover. Uh, I believe both of those had silver printing, silver ink on them, right? Yeah, like, a, like all, not not quite foil, but no, yeah, but it was a little a, bit... Uh... It, was a, it was like a metalized ink or something, some yeah. kind of effect was applied, but that applied to both of them. And as I recall... Um, I mean, the 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 one of him opening his shirt was more is more remembered, but I don't remember there being a run on them at the time. But maybe I'm wrong. And there, there still doesn't seem to be. They they seem mm. to, uh, when you see them in the bins, the prices are generally kind of interchangeable. Same. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so. Um. And, and also about about variants here, we're not talking about like uh, like sometimes they'll mark a newsstand versus direct right, right, as right. the variant, and also like things silly things like those Whitman ones we used to get back uh or not we as I wasn't around yet, but like <laughs> back in the seventies, the those Whitman ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, especially in price guides, they do count those as variants, but that's not what we're getting to here. No, that, that's, uh, that's almost like a collector's variant in a way. Like, it's only yes. along the collecting community. It's like you have every version of something, sure. Yeah, there's actually an issue. Uh, Jerry Ordway's first issue of uh, Adventures of Superman had a had a variant uh, corner box because uh, they were they were called uh, they were called mall variants. And uh, they had That's different the price, logos. The price would be up there because of the way it was shelved or something. Or, or like where the where like the UPC code would be or whatever. It's a uh, 
it would have a a, the, a logo for a particular mall, and uh, that's oh, actually right. I have uh, one from a local mall here in Arizona called Fiesta Mall, and I posted that when I reviewed the book on 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 the blog, and uh, a guy had emailed me. And he offered me a couple hundred bucks for it. Wow. Because he, he collects these mall variants. The mall variants. Wow. That's amazing. Yes, it's pretty wild. It's oh pretty wild God. stuff. Uh, now that I know what an Instagram is, I can I can post those things uh, <laughs> at some point. But uh, we're not talking about those. These are these are the, the more straightforward variants that we know and uh, deal with nowadays. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> back to our story here. Uh, Marvel would follow up the following year. This is, of course, after Man of Steel with uh, Amazing Spider-Man Annual number 21 that had a 1987 cover year by uh, Jim Shooter and David Michelini. This is the one where Peter Parker marries Mary, marries Mary Jane. <laughs> and, uh, we've got two covers uh, depicting a wedding photo, one with Peter Parker and his friends and family, and then another with Spider-Man and his fellow superheroes. Yeah. Uh, we jump to probably the uh, the granddaddy here. Uh, this, X-Men. this probably is what really <laughs> kicked off variants uh, in, oh. in earnest. Yes, this is X-Men number one, X-Men volume two, uh, October 1991, cover date by Chris Claremont and Jim Lee. And this one was so big, it still holds the Guinness Book of World Records for the most copies sold of a single comic book issue. 8.1 million copies. Wow. That's a lot of paper. And uh, now this issue, it, it came with five variants. You'd have uh, five different scenes, and then there was a wraparound that had all the scenes together. It was like a puzzle. Right. Uh, and, uh, you know, you could still go to your local retailer and ask just how many copies of this comic they still have lying around. Yeah, uh, if you want to make them cry, you can do that. I can, <laughs> I can tell you, my retailer, he says that he has thousands of them. You know, At and least, right? He's yep. like, whatever they have a giveaway, you can always count on going by and getting X-Men number one. They have so oh, yeah. many of them. And he's not a huge store either. He, so... I just love to know what Midtown Comics or these larger, you know, oh, warehouses tens have. Of thousands, yeah. It must be so many. Uh, so there are a few types of variants, um, and this is where I think some of the confusion comes in. Uh, there's alternate covers that's super common to, I'd say, almost every comic from uh, just about. Marvel and DC gets them, and now even you see them in Image Dark and Dark Horse. They get what they call an alternate cover. They're also called one-to-one covers, uh, and that is just a different cover. There's no... If you have a decently reputable uh, comic book store, there should be no up price because they, the retailer can order as many or as few as they like. So if they order, you know, if they normally order 10 Superman, they can order six cover A, four cover B, and it's, you know, it's the same. There's no uh, change in price for them or anything. Sure. But we can do the other. On the other hand, we have incentivized covers. Uh, these are sometimes called chase covers, and uh, they are produced in very low quantities. Uh, these covers require over uh, overcoming certain purchasing thresholds by the retailer before they become available to order. Yeah. Um, often it's a matter of purchasing more of the, the regular edition. So let's say you usually buy you know those ten copies of Superman, but now. You have to buy 25 or more at the retail level to get one of these incentivized covers. Yeah. And then there's even deeper dives here where if you buy into the triple digits, you buy 100 copies of this one issue's regular version, and you might get, like, the Jim Lee sketch version. Yeah, uh, that was more like 1,000, as I recall, was that was for, oh, uh, that you for imagine? Superman. I can't remember what book that was, but there was four available, like, Jim Lee personalized sketch covers. You had to order 1,000 Oh, uh, to boy. get those, um, and it's it's pretty crazy that they even do that. Uh, it can make 
some launches, as you can imagine, pretty complicated. Uh, sure. And this usually does happen with launches. It's like we said, usually you don't see this many variants on a on a issue within the run. It'll be a number one issue or some special one shot of some kind. Uh, they can make them very complicated. They might have several one to one alternate covers by themselves. So that's just the you know pick pick your favorite covers. Then several incentivized variants that have these detailed ordering restrictions, and then they get even more complicated. Often a publisher requires increasing the order on a totally other title yep. to get the variant on the comic that you want. For example, uh, there might be an incentivized variant of an amazing Spider-Man. They might require you to increase your Captain America order from last month by 10%. And I've yep. heard higher number. I've heard stuff like 25%. And usually... It's not Captain America. Usually, it's you know Ant Man and uh, you know Ms. Marvel or Mister Mister like Impossible or something like this. You know sure. what I mean? So uh, yeah, stuff that's that's hurting, um, and it, it it can get a lot worse than that. Uh, sometimes it's even over a hundred percent of previous quantities, which essentially mm-hmm. what you're doing is saying, please hold our garbage for us because that's there's it. no way they're ever going to sell that amount. It's ridiculous. It's true, it's true. Um, we also have the retailer variant, which is also known as the store variant. Uh, normally, they're only offered for a first or otherwise landmark issue. Uh, a retailer can order enough issues of a particular comic book in order to justify having their own brand on the cover. Yep. Um, I remember, like, uh, the launch or the first part of Spider Island, uh, I think it was Amazing Spider-Man 666 back in 2011 or so, a lot of the local shops here in, in the Phoenix area had have this incentivized cover really and uh yeah and they and they all and they all upcharged it because they were very likely upcharged oh they, uh, yeah, they had they had to buy you know whatever they had to buy x amount whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, that's really uh, where the by the way folks that's where the upcharging comes from on these incentivized variants you're covering the extra covering their spread to buy yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? like it's, it's not like it's the number doesn't come out of nowhere it's it's a real number it's true. You're, yeah, because they the a store who usually only orders those ten issues, of, ten copies of Superman, they can only count on selling up to those ten issues. Right. Where, if they if they have to buy, you know, God forbid, a hundred, that that's ninety extra books that either go directly into a quarter bin, or or they they put them up on a shelf and they cross their fingers hoping. That or directly someone into a shredder. In. I'll tell you. I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not being. I'm not being glib. I mean. The amount, you know, you go into even sometimes these small comics places, the amount of stuff they're holding on to. And that was always the idea of the direct market was that, you know, we'd hold on to these old issues and we'd sell them over time. I'm saying we, like I'm, I'm, that retailers would do that, you know, right, that yeah. there would be a back issue market that would sell these things. But when you were talking about, you know, when you're talking about I have a few extra issues, yeah, that might happen. Sure. When you have a hundred, a thousand, you know, thousands of an issue when are you going to sell those? You know what I mean? Never. That's never going to get sold. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I mean, with the, with the back issue market, I mean, I, I might decide I want to I wanna read an issue of Green Lantern from 1978. Yeah. You know, and I'll go to the comic shop to buy this this one issue of Green Lantern from 1978. I'm not looking for 150 issues that came out last week. Right. Exactly. You know? I so mean, that's it's... the thing. Like, uh, exactly. You know, it's, it's how long you sit on them if uh, – you know, there's a nuclear Armageddon, and the uh, Midtown <laughs> Midtown Comics uh, warehouse is the only thing left standing. Then, yeah, suddenly those comics become very valuable in the post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a it's a long game, and you know that goes into, and we'll probably talk about that more someday. The the speculating and the direct market, and sure. this like belief that you know you're gonna have your 
your big payday. Well, I don't. That comes decades down the line, if at all. But uh, just the last kind of variant, and we're going to talk about all these again. Is that in the modern era, and this kind of ties into what you were saying about you know weird mall variants and sometimes sure. Baxter copies and newsstand copies becoming variants. Reprints can also be considered variants because they will have mm-hmm. a. Slightly, often a different color cover. Something will change sure. on the cover. Or it's uh, a pencil only, pencil only. That's another uh, one, yeah. Photostat of the cover, yeah. So, sometimes it's so slight, though. Sometimes, like, the logo was red on the first, it's blue on the second. But, you know, yeah. that becomes a collector's thing. And uh, sure. that's that's really what we're going to get into here, is that why these comics... And, I'm, and I'll, I'll explain partly even why this thing came up, because I had an epiphany... Pretty recently about comics, Chris. I think I don't know if we've talked about it off the air, but hmm. uh, it was about alternate covers, about these one-to-one covers. Sure. Uh, for a long time, I've seen these as harmless. What? Who cares? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the retailer, you know, they spend no extra money on it, and the person at the purchase point, i.e., me, often mm. often could care less, or I might select the other one. You know what I mean? If it, you know what I mean. But I don't. But really, it's not costing you. Doesn't, it doesn't cost like anybody yeah. anything, and. I'm I'm of the mind as a comic reader. I don't really care since, since you know I don't collect a whole lot of singles anyway. Sure. Uh, to me, you know, the only time I can really think of, for example, a, a uh, when they had these alternate covers that I was really into them was Darwin Cook. They did that. Okay. This that run like where they were all kind of landscape. Three. Yeah. They a lot of them yeah. were landscape. This is like three uh, December's ago or something. This is obviously when he was still alive. New Fifty Two ish. Yeah. <clears throat> and I was. Yeah. That might have been DCU or the end of New Fifty Two. But uh, mm. I really was into those. Just I loved his art and I like his classic thing. So that was a time that I did go for all of them. But I, I'm just talking about just for me personally. I think a lot of people. It's one or the other. It doesn't really matter. We're we're to read the the interior. But I came to a realization that that's not how collectors do it. Like what we would call <laughs> serious, quote unquote, collectors. Sure. Uh, they have to have both, don't they, Chris? Uh, and they, they have do. to have multiple copies of both. Or depending sometimes. On yeah, sometimes. Sometimes they do. Um, yeah. So it's dangerous. That- it is very dangerous, and it really tickles. Uh, it tickles that collector uh, itch, you know, yeah. or scratches the itch, I should say. Uh, I am... I mean, I've got twenty-five thousand single issues. Yeah, I, I'm. I, I think I, I might qualify as a as a decent type of collector, sure, but sure. Uh, but I I really don't get behind this variant thing. I don't need two copies of the same book. You're not that type to... of. You're a, and yeah. I'll say this about you. You are a collector of a guy. You you want to read the comics that you have, yeah. and you. I know you do have, for example, with Titans. I know you have some newsstand. You have some oh, Baxter, yeah. but you're not about getting all. Of both, you know all what I mean? different, yeah. Like even, like even the nowadays, where I mean, like we were talking earlier, every book has at least two two covers. Yeah. I mean, I grab the one that is, I grab the A cover because I believe that, you know, you look back at the at the comics of the of yesterday. You know, you have, you know, Fantastic Four was it forty eight, the coming of Galactus. Yeah. You know, an iconic cover you could recognize it anywhere. I might have gotten the number wrong right there, but you can get you, you recognize. I, I, it. I do another one too. Yeah, of course, the big Galactus face. Uh, you got like the watcher pointing, you know, sure. and it's like you don't. We don't have that anymore. We don't have books that you can just point to and be like, ah, that you know that I know where that book came from. I know what year it was. I remember where I was when I read it because it's like, oh, it's okay. Well, we have fifty-five pinups of Wolverine. Yeah. Who cares? It's just 
Well, that's that's another, th- you know, that's that's a little <laughs> separate issue. I mean, covers used to have to grab your matter? attention at the yeah. stand. You know what I mean? Sure. It, it was, and it was a matter of, uh, I don't know if you had one competing of these, with I, another another book on the rack. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and, and since the guy at the, at the uh, candy store never let you look at the damn thing, you know, more than five seconds, you had to pretty much pick it on the cover. <laughs> it ain't a library. I, I literally, I remember a guy. I remember one time, I was, I was looking at comics with a friend of mine at a spinner rack. I had to be like, I don't know, ten, eleven. And, uh, they, and, it, and Chris, it wasn't even like, you know, Marvel. It was like Richie Rich. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was that kind of a spinner rack. It, was, it wasn't uh, like uh, the heavy stuff. And he's like, sure. what are you kids doing? I was like, I'm just browsing through comics. And he goes, browse outside. And I'm like, who the hell else is coming in for these? You know what I mean? Like, what, what are you, what are we waiting for the lunch rush to come in and look at these? Like, ah, leave those for the adults. But, uh, all them Richie Riches, come on. Exactly. Don't fold those. I got a guy that comes in every day. He wants to read his pristine Richie Rich or whatever that, whatever it was. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, the thing is is that these all of these covers are catering to a. I I, I just have to say, it, Chris, a a sickened a sickened side of collecting an obsessive yeah. an addict. An addict is the word. Yeah. It's it's. Feeding into this addiction, and the more and more I look at it, the more and more I, I'm I have a total distaste for it. I like the idea of artists, you know, more artists you're spreading around, more work for them. Uh, that's about the only thing I like about it. Sure, you know, sure. I I really think this is, uh, it's just creating more waste in general, not just in terms of you know ecology, but just. Waste in your boxes, waste in your house, wasting mm-hmm. of space. You, have, you now you have three, four, five, fifty, a hundred copies of the same comic. You're like, yeah, why? You know, and those interiors are exactly the same, folks. It is a layup. Absolutely. It is a layup mm-hmm. for the for the comics publisher. Just wrap another cover around it. That's pennies, pennies they paid on that. Exactly. Uh, or not even then. It's just another run on the printer. Yeah, I would, just, say, I would yeah. say you know there's there's a there's a cost for the it's it comes out to probably a penny or less per issue to do that sure. for a variant. Yeah, uh, especially when it's a plate change when they're just changing the color on the reprint or sure. depending on what it is. You know, there are different kinds of variants and uh, it, it's uh, it just makes me sick. There's there's a misunderstanding. I think that uh, in the '90s I hear this sometimes that. The variants and the incentivized covers are what ruined everything, and it was like not really because it, oh. it those made the publishers a lot of money. Sure. Uh, it was the it was the doubling and tripling down, you know. That's what yeah. When, when the bottom dropped out, but when when the bottom was there, it was great. So, but uh, I mean, even looking at the books in the '90s, if you were getting a, an incentive or a variant, it wasn't going to be limited. Um, right. It was it was going to cost you more, but you were getting you were actually getting something physical. You were getting like a gimmicked cover. You were getting a hologram or foil or mm. just you were getting something extra. You know, there was a, a perceived value there. You weren't. It isn't just like okay, well, this is uh, this is the Wolverine cover, and this is Wolverine wearing a diaper. <laughs> Because, I, because that's that's what it's like. Yeah, I mean, here's, the, here's the baby variant. Who cares? You're describing an actual variant program, yeah, from, from yeah. Marvel, the, the fucking baby variants, so stupid. <laughs> and they were so cheap too. Like there was no backgrounds. I was like, what? No. What is this? Like something I doodled at a meeting in my office or something. Like what is this it's about? Like, it's Cal. It's Calvin and Hobbes wearing a Wolverine mask. Yeah. What is this? It was, it was, yeah. it was very. It was very uh, lazy stuff. Or even like. Like you mentioned, you know, now the DC's been doing this a lot where the variants are the pencils. And it's yeah. like, eh, come on, dude. I mean, yeah, I, I understand 
that is cool to see from an art perspective, but you just, you know, you're just, you know, working money out of the same thing three, five that, ways, you know, it's like... Now that everything is also digital, it's even more pointless, because, I mean, you buy the digital version, and you get all the covers. Absolutely, yeah. And, 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 and I mean... You or the trades. You can print them have, if you want. The trade will <laughs> also often have all the variants in it in the back, you know what I mean? And it's like... Sure. I, I was shocked recently to see a trade... God, what was it? I can't remember now. There was some variant programs that I can't... If I can't remember... I think hmm. it was Archie. I think it was the first uh, Mark Wade. Is that Lanil U? The reboot. The yeah, reboot uh, Archie. And that one had, I don't know, 20, oh, 25 yeah. variants. And some of them were really expensive and, you know, yeah. rare. And then the trade came out, and they're all in the back. They're all and there. I, and I'm yeah. like, I understand that it's not the comic and they're, you know, that, but you've already, you've given up part of the ghost already. Um, yeah. I mean, this this is really something I want to say to collectors who uh, are looking to make money out of it later. Is they are they are making it real hard for you to ever make money on these comics well, ever? Yeah, you you flood you flood a market with collectibles. Mm-hmm. Uh, how? Wh- why am I going to buy your you know uh, X Men number four hundred when I could buy this guy's X Men four hundred and one with the same var- amount of variants? Yeah, you know what what makes one variant more important than another? It, it's uh, it's going to come it's, down to the people that want variants going to get them, and then it's going to be no market for them. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Just, it's just going to bottom out right there because it'll be like... But uh, for some reason in my mind, probably because I'm incredibly racist, I'm thinking of a hardcore Japanese fan base that must have variants. You know what it is? It's because of the records. I went back in the long ago. I hmm. uh, used to get records on eBay, and there was always uh, some guys in Japan that would pay any amount of money for a record. They'd pay $4,000 for a record that was worth... Only, you know, like ridiculous money, like that wasn't even worth that much just so they could sure. snipe it. But then after that, the price bottomed out. You know what I mean? It was like <laughs> the only person that would pay that much has done it. And now the next person, they're not even going to pay you $10. They're not going to pay you exactly. anything. Now so, you're stuck with it. <laughs> uh, that's that's where you're going to see this go. Uh, I mean, as we've talked about, a lot of comics collecting and the speculating is essentially... Uh, a group of people circulating the money among each other back and forth. Yeah, it's laundering, yeah. Uh, essentially, yeah, that's really what it is. Um, but yeah, when those people drop out or get what they want or get out, you know, pass it's away in many, in many cases, uh, not gonna, the market doesn't exist for it. And I, I think we are seeing a newer group of comics fans that they're fine with digital. They have no problems yeah. reading digitally forever for the rest of their lives, and they'll never want to pay... Five dollars, you know, much less because digitally they can steal it. Absolutely, there's that too. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, um, so it's. Uh, I guess what I really want to get at though is, and this is something we've talked about, and I really feel like it's something no one addresses in comics is how this caters to that addictive, uh, obsessive collecting mentality. Got to get them all, yeah. Um, which you and I understand that mentality. Of course. I don't I don't want this to sound like we're standing outside of it and we're just like, "Oh, you poor." Yeah, we're not standing on the mound here. We're uh... <laughs> Exactly. We're 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 in the trenches as well, but uh there's, you know, there's different levels of everything and there's definitely sure. people that I see definitely a lot of people's polls I'm like, "Yikes, man, that's a Big lot time. of the same comic of the just same bought. book, yeah, <laughs> and and some of them leave the price tags on them. So it's like they're bagged, they're never going to be opened. Mm-hmm. And they have a price on the bag, and it's... 
I, I don't. I I just yeah, and like I said, I've got a ton of books. I mean, I want every single issue of Teen Titans, but just one of them. Right. <laughs> you know, one of each. But I I can't even like process. Uh, like how how would I go to a store and buy five of one comic when I could buy five different ones? That's it's always it's always a you know like you rob Peter to pay Paul here. It's uh I could go to any any even a dollar bin and you can yeah. get some variants you know I it's like I could find a variant that looks interesting but why would I grab it if I already have the book if you already you know? have it's it. like yeah it's when, like I could buy a book I don't your, have when you finish your collection you know then well, you'll go back happen. then you'll get, that's what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you know you'll finally be like well I have every I have one of every comic now to get the variants <laughs> there we go maybe then I'll go back to Marvel who knows I just I just see I see you with with a uh, beard down to your feet and just nothing around <laughs> just boxes piled to the ceiling you know one lamp that's it I'm uh, wearing binoculars as glasses <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's how that's how old you got uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy out there. I, I would love to hear from any of our patrons that, that collect themselves what they think about this, because, you know, I'm definitely not trying to come down anyone for, collect. I mean, Lord knows I do collect comics. I do collect sure. a lot of books and I collect a lot of other bizarre stuff, but you know, this, this idea House of, filler. Yeah. Uh, very much so. Very much so house filler. You can ask my wife about how filled the house is, uh, <laughs> But, you know, this gotta catch them all mentality um, is just something that is created, you know, and these publishers... And it's not sustainable. It's not absolutely not sustainable. Yeah. Uh, these publishers create that. Um, and, you know, and as we talked about, uh, the collector creates it, too, with when, when they treat, you know, the Baxter and the newsstand, or they treat reprints as suddenly, you know, collectible variants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've seen comics where the fifth the fourth or fifth reprint is the more most expensive one because it had the because fewest copies. Fewer quantities. Yeah. And uh, it's like, but it's the same comic as the first one. You know, like, it what is. the hell? <laughs> what is the damn difference? You're not getting anything differently. You know, maybe if, maybe if there was like, like they, they sometimes have variants like, um, like uh, polybagged sex variants or whatever, or like something crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Something like, weird, yeah. The other cover is a scratch-off you could win a million dollars. You know what I mean? Like that would be a cool sure. variant. Like, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but other than that, it's 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 just. A oh waste. God! You might have given them an idea there. People are going to uh, buy like forty of those like, to scratch yeah. them off. I saw this thing. I saw this thing. Uh, I don't know whether it was YouTube or TV. These two guys walking to a Seven Eleven and they bought uh, fifteen hundred dollars worth of scratch offs. Mm. Okay, so they got a sheaf of them. You can just imagine. Just about you know they they just you know pulled them out of the thing. And they didn't even scratch them off. They just stood at the barcode reader and read every one. And in the end, won something like 600 bucks. But, uh, <laughs> so they, they, of course, they lost money. But I was just like, how is that, how is that fun? That's like, the, that's like less fun than slot machines. You know, yeah, just, right? they, just like, yeah, let me give you 1,500 bucks to stand zero. at a barcode reader for an hour. <laughs> Ridiculous, and, and uh, I I don't know about in your neck of the woods, but the uh, the variants are actually uh, they're kind of hurting retailers out here. Yeah, um, I we have one of the one of our larger retailers here stopped uh, t- stopped doing new books. Um, oh, I, I, think oh, I, I remember that. I remember hearing about you talking about yeah. this. Yeah, he uh, he's one of the bigger <laughs> stores in town, and uh, found that, and it actually came around the time of Marvel Legacy. Right. And because uh, Marvel Legacy happened and then DC announced that, that everything was going up to $4 like, yes. within weeks. And that's when he decided to get out. 
because uh, he was Just making Pulse, more money. Right? The Stiller. He, he, no. Oh, no, he, he, he transferred poles elsewhere. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he sent poles to uh, other local shops. Uh, all he does is uh, is older comics now because it, he says there's less money in the new because. In order to play ball with Marvel, he had to up his orders on books nobody wanted to get variants that people weren't really knocking down the door for. Yeah. And uh, then DC raises their prices, so there's really no plan B. You know, it's like, well, you're paying, you know, four to five bucks here, or you're paying four to five bucks here. There's nowhere you can point, uh, like, maybe if a kid accidentally wanders into your store with uh, $3 instead of four, <laughs> you have nowhere to point them to anymore because. Yeah. There's just nothing, nothing for them. For them. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. There, there really is. There's almost nothing out there for them. And then the, the comics that are available that are cheaper are usually either not Our for children comics. or they're, you know, or they're very, very kiddie. Very, very, uh, yeah, very silly. Still, uh, for two little kid comics. Uh, my comic shop, which is uh, JHU, is kind of on the small side. And now hmm. that I think about, it, he hasn't said anything, but he's definitely uh, pared down his new comics quite a bit. For one thing, he doesn't have a ton of space. Um, sure. So that that that's a consideration right there, but I think it's just I think maybe he's feeling the same thing. Now this is obviously a New York shop, so they can sell a, a hot, pretty good number of books. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the uh, you know Fantagraphics or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Jordan Quarterly Books does pretty well. In More there. diverse uh, offerings. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Else, I've been to other places in the country around the country where they're not trying to. Put a Linda Barry book in their store. You know they're they're, they're doing. No, it's Marvel DC or they're, nothing. Really. They're trying to move as uh, Spider Man <laughs> still. They're, they'll worry about that other stuff later on. Um, and I mean, I'm, and, and he also does have a, a good number of old comics out, which not a lot of stores do. Now Midtown Comics, obviously, is the big daddy. The big, that, that's yeah. one of the biggest in the country. Uh, they do it all. I mean, their 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 rack on New Comic Book Day is every. Thing every variant. Yard stare, yeah. I, I bet I wasn't there when that Star Wars one came out, but I bet they folded out another, you know, <laughs> thing to display Magic. all of those. I bet they had. I'm sure we could probably find pictures of that online. I bet we that's, could, that's, yeah, yeah. They would have wow. had yeah. uh, nearly all, if not all of them, because the, they're sure. the ones like you know they're always they're the mecca, yeah, the straw that stirs the drink partly. And there are a couple others that do pretty well also, but uh, they also have an online component and stuff. So. Sure. Um, I mean, as long as guys like that exist, they're not going to stop the music, you know? <laughs> That's <laughs> sure. I, I was actually digging in a, in a bin uh, about a probably month and a half ago. It's an anecdote I tried to uh, commit to memory and then totally forgot about until we started talking about this. <laughs> but uh, there was a guy trying to talk down a, uh, a variant on... A Venom book. It was like a Venom in Space book or some, some silly... A new book you know, or... Yeah, new book. New yeah, book. Yeah, hadn't even okay. come out. Hadn't even come out yet. And the guy said, "I'll give it to you for eighty dollars." And the dude kind of like lost his mind. He's like, I- "I'm not paying eighty dollars for that." And he's like, "Well, you have to pay eighty dollars for it." And I- and I-, I was sitting there listening to this go back and forth. And I turned around. And I said, "I said, so how is that book?" <laughs> and they they both looked at me like I had three heads. Yeah. And it's... I'm like, I'm like, is it a good book? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like I-, I said, are you gonna read it? It's the uh, it's so sad. It used to be. Remember, like, you know, a a comic book was expensive because it was the debut of a new character mm-hmm. or a new storyline started. It was coming on. You know, yeah. number, and now it's just number one, number one, number one, number one. And how much can we squeeze out a number one issue? Number one F, number one G, that, you number know, one H. Yep. Uh, you know, yeah, D, DC came up with the, uh, the the two number one issues with Rebirth that they, they yep. were... Dead to Dio got a nice bonus that year, and didn't Marvel do the same thing that or next year? I can't remember. 
Maybe they did something with that legacy. I think something like that. Maybe. I think they might have had like a legacy, and then there was some some crazy thing. But uh, yeah, they had like know. something where it would team up the right the like the real character and the legacy character, so that you'd have like you'd have like Iron Man and Iron Heart, and you'd have like oh. Peter Parker, and Miles Morales, and, and they well. team up, and then it would launch into the book. So I think they might have had two number. So then you have another number what? one. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. if they if they could do number one on every issue, they would, folks. That they would do that in a minute, and and that's how quickly they would burn out. The drive to get number ones, you know what I mean? Like these guys, yep. they, there's no sustaining. It's all about making money for next week. You know what I mean? Like they don't it's give true. a shit about about keeping a company. The long, a long game term. doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter at all. It's all about spiking the thing. And 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 I'm not letting anyone off the hook, but I, you can bet a lot of this is uh, you know accounting derived. This is not just sure. the greediness of you know uh, the. The uh, editor in chief or the co-publisher or whatever any title, it's definitely no. There are bean counters. The bean counters are insisting on a certain you know number every year, but uh, this is why I just don't. I just, you know you see people. This is what I see in in my else in my comic shop, and I actually did talk to my guy this week. He's seeing a lot of people turning away from DC and Marvel. Unfortunately, means a cut to a lot of his audience, sure. but he says he is seeing. People turning to Image, Dark Horse, and, you know, whatever else, Oni, you know, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And for whatever it is, even though they don't have superheroes, there's just less of that crap. You know what I mean? Of that, like, and and they're guilty of it to some extent, too. Image is getting up there. But... You know, it's it's they're just offering a story, and you know what I mean. Like exactly, buy a comic, read a story. That's all. That's the deal we have. That's all we're. That's all we're doing here. Uh, <laughs> and you know, instead of like all this other, did you did you even see uh, DC did foil covers? Yeah, that, that surprised me. But uh, because no uh, they didn't money, yeah. they didn't charge anything more. Yeah, I was surprised when my when my DCBS box came because I'm like, I'm like, what is what is this? Yeah. <laughs> then I looked like frantically for the price. I'm like, oh god, did I pay five dollars yeah, each for get, the or, get a or yeah or whatever the DCBS approximation of five dollars is? Yeah. And uh, no, same price. So I was pleased to get a little bit extra. So, uh, which looked all right too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I say I was into that too. I was kind of glad they gave a little value add, even though, you know, not important value add in a sense, but it's a little something. You know what I mean? It was it's, cool, yeah. colored yeah. foils and stuff, and uh, sure, that was good. But I, I have a feeling that it is just a harbing, harbinger for uh, future crap. I'm sorry, maybe I'm just, maybe oh, yeah, I'm yeah, just, oh yeah, that's for very sure. cynical, but you know. Yeah, it's like it's like the pusher in the schoolyard. The first one's free, but uh, if you want the foil one next time, right? I feel like they dip, <laughs> they dipped their toe in and they were like, "Let's see how people react to this," and the reaction was good. So yep. now you can expect to see weird weird foil variants uh, in 2019. For eight, nine, ten, twelve, fifteen, thirty dollars uh, at, at the retail, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very depressing sometimes. I you know, uh, I mean, my, my the guy I go to. And actually, there's another comic shop I know that, uh, you know, Jerry, uh, Professor Frenzy goes to. Mm-hmm. They're on the ropes, you know what I mean? I I don't know about the guys in Midtown. I assume they're fine. But my guy and uh, the other small one in Manhattan that I know of, and there are other shops I don't know about, obviously. But it's tough out there for a comic. Oh, the retail. margins like, are narrow. They yeah. are, the margins are tiny. It's like you're shedding customers all the time. And, uh, you know, everyone is worried about making a good cover. They're not worried about making a good story. 
Yeah. You know, and it's too bad. And at the risk of going on a tangent, uh, which I, I guess we've never, never not done that before. Well, that's, but, that's uh, a risk we can take. That's fine. <laughs> it's uh, We talk about um, how much extra shelf space these variants take up. And uh, one of the things, because we've had two shops close down near me and one, like I mentioned, who gave up right. doing new books. And uh, I talked to... One of the guys who was going out of business and uh, the guy who just dropped the new books, and they both pointed to uh, to the glut. You know, it is yeah. a glut on the shelves. And they, they talk about things like the variants, and they talk about things like books that nobody wants, but the companies kind of bully them into taking. Yep. Like those, like those horrendous DC Looney Tunes books yes. that nobody wants to buy, but for some reason the retailers have to take them. Yeah. Uh, they actually pointed one of the guys actually pointed to one of those. It was either a DC Hanna Barbera or a DC Looney Tunes book, and said it's because of stuff like that. That is that uh, that they're that they're forcing us to take that nobody wants. Yeah, that's and, that's behind the scenes stuff that you know on the on the retailer yeah. end that a lot of people don't know about are like these crazy deals they come up with or like even, oh yeah even just like yeah I mean just persuasive tactics. It's not even a matter of like. You know, yeah, anything written we won't down. Go, yeah, we won't go too deep into it, but uh, there was a rumor that Marvel had a, quote, list. Yeah. If you decided not to take certain books because nobody wanted them, your store was added to the list. And, yeah. Uh, it's it's bullying. It's bullying tactics, and it's it's symptomatic of this, just, just the, the, the glut on the shelves, and uh, variants are, are part of that, unfortunately. Also, of just how an incredibly closed system it is, because it's not—it's not like you can go to the other Marvel in DC across. You can yeah. You know what I mean? It's, that's it. We really—it's so the whole thing You're is crazy. Like you know, yeah. Uh, you totally if if you're in the comic books retailing, um, and then you know this guy yeah. near you that stopped doing new comics, I would have to assume he's going to have to diversify somewhat into. Uh, pop culture antiques, so, uh, other things, you know what I mean? Like uh, maybe, he's maybe not. Broaden, yeah, he's gonna have to broaden the horizon. He's but, he's got tens of thousands of books in the store. It's a it's it's a great shop for what I'm looking for. But yeah. uh, but you know, it's also you know, there's you know, dozens of tables set up for gaming. So I mean, there's that. There's, I'm sure he's got you know, he's got you know, the soda machines that that take credit cards. So right. I mean, the kids who are playing the games, or the, or not just the kids, the folks who are playing the games, you know, they're they're constantly you know, popping Monster Energies out of these. Out of sure, these yeah, yeah, I, that, that's so, yeah, exactly where you got to go with it. Diversification, um, sure. And I'm sure he's doing a little a little eBay churn. I know a lot of the, all these oh, totally. retailers yeah, are doing that too. So big, it's yeah. that's all that's all what goes behind the scene to make this crazy. Weird business keep afloat. <laughs> the wheel keeps spinning. Yeah, and, and by business I mean the retailers too. Because as I we've said before, at least to each other, uh, there's not there's no incentive for the for the comics publishers to stop doing this until no, the no, last no. comic store closes. Then goes out uh, of business. Yeah. That's it. You know, until then, they'll just keep printing as many or few damn comics as you order. They'll up the <laughs> prices as needed. You know, whatever you know, whatever they got to do to make it work, they yep. can they can do it uh, until the last retail place. Shuts down. So, um, my advice, folks, if you too sprung on variants, just stop. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and the, the these these variants that we're getting, they're they're only valuable the week they come out. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's that that, that they. It's like buying a new car. As soon as you pull it off the lot, the price goes down. The value goes down. When you buy the variant, if you don't turn it that week, it's yesterday's news. It really because is crazy. Go look at those yeah. Star Wars variants now. They're, they're, oh, God, I mean, they're, you find them anywhere, yeah. They're still, you know, they're, what's funny is online they're still up-priced, but 
like ten bucks, five bucks. You know what I mean? It's so yeah. It's not the not life changing money. Not like, thousands uh, like I think of dollars. We, we that, presented, yeah. So it's uh, it, this is this is where it is. You know, it's it's a bad situation, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't see it changing anytime soon, Chris. So nope. Definitely not, <laughs> not for anything that we're saying here to our lovely Certainly patrons. Not. I would definitely like to know what you guys think about it. You can yes. you can comment right in the post that this. Uh, this uh, podcast will be on, and uh, let us know what you think about us talking off the cuff, if that works for you. This actually was, Chris, very much like a conversation that we would have had right before recording. Just, just a lot less F-words. A lot, we did, I did try to pull back on that. On, I don't know if I let any slip. I'm sorry if I did. I don't know if I did either. Uh, on the patron feed, we can you know, let it get a little a loose, little but I, we yeah. still try to keep it a little clean over here. Um, <laughs> but for sure, yeah, this, this is what we talk about. And if you guys want to hear us talk about anything else or want to join in the yeah. conversation... We are open. This is a a work in progress as far as I'm concerned. But uh, we would like to do another one this month, I think, right, Chris? So we can try to get one out. We got Thanksgiving coming, so there's always that can throw a a wrench in the works. But I'd like to uh, try to do another one over there. So, of course, guys, you know, you can write to us over at weirdcomicshistory at gmail.com. And uh, thanks again to all of our patrons. Big thanks. Bless, Bless all of you and keep you. Uh, there, do we have any other biz we want to talk about here, Chris? I'm, let me try to think about it. We, we want to do another Weird Comics History this month. Uh, yes, that'll be have, on the regular feed. The, um, the, of uh, course, the treadmill is going to be every week. Treadmill, we do have a special uh, November treadmill episodes. going up. Um, yes, we got our, our, our personal ones, and we'll do one. Mm-hmm. Looks like we're going to do Omaha the Cat Dancer, I guess, for our After yeah, Dark. for After Dark. So... Well, Look forward be towards to that. The end of the month, or yeah, probably towards the end of the month. I bet. I bet that comes out right after Thanksgiving, knowing probably. How, how things are looking for us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get to work on that. So, thanks again, guys. Uh, any feedback is very, very much appreciated. You let us Absolutely. know uh, what else you might want to hear. Might want to hear us talk about. Hear us do. We are certainly open to it, but uh, We're open for business. Yeah, that's right. If you if you want to hear us talk about Saved by the Bell for a long time, that's oh, something we want we to can do. Just that. Let us know. We, <laughs> we definitely could do that. We and we have done that. Believe it or <laughs> we not. Have done that. Uh, yeah, uh, actually, we we want to do that comic. So that'll be a chance mm-hmm. for us. Although I'll be honest, I don't think our an episode can contain everything we have to say about Saved by the Bell. <laughs> oh, that might be a series. Yeah, <laughs> might might have to do all. Didn't they do a? Uh, there were a few Saved by the Bell comics, so they did a few of them. Even recently. Really? Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what, a, what a thing. I don't even know what to say about that. What a wild. <clears throat> what a wild, folks. Uh, all right, so we will uh, turn off the droning now, and uh, <laughs> thank you very much, everybody, and until uh, next time, we'll keep it comics talky. See ya.